Welcome to the Improv in Practice podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Wilson, bringing you interviews, inspiration, and information on improvised theater with Synergy Theater. You can find Synergy Theater's classes, workshops, performances, and more at synergytheater.com. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y theater.com. Okay, lights down, curtain up. Hi, it's Sarah, and this is a short-form episode of Improv in Practice. The Lesher Center for the Arts in Walnut Creek, California, is where Synergy Theater performed full-length improvised plays before the Lesher shut its doors temporarily due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Lesher offers backstage tours, and when I saw that they were offering them again, I signed up. I was curious about the Lesher's reopening. The tour ended in the Vukasin Theater, the stage where Synergy Theater performs. General Manager Scott Dennison, who leads the tours, has been with the Lesher for almost 50 years. Here's what Scott had to say about the history of the Vukasin Theater and its possible future when the Lesher reopens. You'll hear me ask a question with my mask on. I'll be back after the clip. This is uh, the Vukasin Theater. It used to be stage three to our stage two theater. Um, and then George Bukasin, who was the inventor of peerless coffee, he was driving by one one day, called me up and said, you know, I want to make a I want to make a donation. Oh great, sure. And I, in my mind I'm thinking, is that hundred dollars? thousand dollars? You know, five thousand dollars? What are we talking about? And he made a significant amount of money to get his name on this theater. Um, the fun thing was he was a great, great guy. Uh, we did a dedication for him, had a bunch of VIPs down here with tables. I, I served uh, dinner here, down here for a lot of shows before they go upstairs um, for contributors. And uh, he, we did a great party, and one week later he passed away. So he kind of knew what was happening, and he wanted his family name, a legacy of some kind. So this is the new Hassan Theater. When you reopen, um, as far as capacity goes, do you, do you have any idea of like, what that's going to look like? Well, with 133 seats, uh, this could be you know, 20%, so 20% of 100. Outside, when we get out there for some of the events, like I'm doing summer sound concerts, they're free. Every Thursday in July, we'll be out there 5.30 to 7, and I've got some terrific jazz, Broadway, uh, pops, groups that are coming in, and we'll be setting up um, pods of two all the way out in the plaza. And we're going to do, um, there's a company called Fantasy Forum Actors Ensemble, which does Disney kind of shows um, that actually I started when I was in high school. We're going to do a production of Cinderella out there, live and in person. Uh, maybe the last thing I do before they come and get me, but uh, I'm going to do a show out there that kills me. All right, any other questions? You guys have been so good. Let's go out. We'll go through the most dangerous part of our tour. That's the ticket office lobby where there's lots of propaganda. After the tour, I asked Scott if he had a few minutes to spare. Scott said yes, and we went back inside the Vukasin Theater and sat in the front row. Scott, if you're listening, thank you for your time in answering my questions. And thank you for keeping the stage light on for us all. All right. So what's this experience been like for you? As I was hearing you talk on the tour, I was so impressed with the 
the depth of your experience over the last 50 years, has anything that you've experienced prior to this time prepared you for this at all? Well, certainly the COVID time is unprecedented to a lot of people, including those shows on Broadway and across the country and in fact, across the world. Um, we've, we've really understood during this time what theater means to people and how it can't go away. It's gonna change um, from, you know, we were worried over a year ago about AB5, a bill that required everyone, all actors to be paid minimum wage uh, by the hour, and everybody was worried about that, and then COVID hit, and so we're not so worried about AB5 anymore. Um, but we're gonna get back. We're, we'll all be back. It'll be slightly different. We certainly have um, blind casting that needs to happen in the world, and so plays that traditionally black or white uh, will change, and that's that's a good thing. Very good thing. I think um, from the Lesher Center's standpoint, um, we are the economic driver for this part of Walnut Creek, where Broadway Plaza is at the other end, and so our city mothers and fathers want us to get back and going again, and so does the public, whether they're residents of Walnut Creek or the greater Bay Area, uh, the Lesher Center is a mainstay and has been a mainstay in their lives for many, many years. And my goal is to get theater back, but also get my eight staff members that have been furloughed back. Um, they've been on unemployment, but fortunately they have not gone out and found other jobs. So hopefully this time I can get them back and we can rock and roll again. We do have shows and producers that are anxious to get their dates back in the theaters and do what they do best, and that's, that's theater, to allow the Lesher Center to do what it does best, and that's support our family of producers and, and artists that do things. What have you missed the most? People. Having audiences coming in, smiling, crying, just the, the magic of live theater. I mean, it's, there's nothing else like it. You, you, know, you can do a movie that's great and very emotional, but there's nothing like the feeling of, for an actor to be on stage and getting energy from the audience. And I, I miss that feeling a lot with uh, over 300,000 people crossing our threshold every year and certainly um, hundreds, thousands of people backstage every day. I miss that. You were talking earlier about the smell, and there is a, a, a very comforting smell about a theater that's definitely different than a movie theater. It's a theater theater type of smell. What is that from, and why is that so comforting? No, it's no popcorn in, in our theater. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you don't have that smell. But it, it is, and it's something that if you're, you live and breathe theater, you know what that feels like, mm -hmm. and it's... Uh, it's just, every time I walk into that theater, maybe every other day, I go, yes, this is what it's all about. And so it's important. it's important for us to be able to get back open and be able to produce shows for the current generation and the generation next to kind of bring that magic that you feel, that I feel, that our audiences feel back and share that with the next generation. What have you learned and what are you going to carry forward that's valuable 
I think what I've learned the most, other than how to clean and do all that kind of stuff and set up protocols, um, is really the people. I miss the people. Um, I, I'm in my office and I have five people that are working here out of what I used to have on a daily basis, 55 people. And so it's, it's the friends and family that we all have become. I have some employees that have been with me for 30, 40 years. And I miss them as people, not only as employees. Thank you again so much for this, these few moments and for the tour. It was. Oh, it's my honor. I, I can't you. wait to come back. We've missed you and we've missed the lecture. So, oh, thank is, you so much. This it would be great day. to have you back in here. Yes, thank you. And that's our show. If you think improv sounds like fun, it is. If you think you'd like to try improv, it's easy. Just go to SynergyTheater.com and click on School of Improv. Synergy Theater offers beginner, advanced, and master classes. Synergy Theater is also on Facebook. Please rate, review, and follow this podcast. Your support makes a difference. Synergy Theater is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit that depends on the participation of current and future star supporters and improvisers like you. Thank you.